0: and welcome to another episode of the National Kidney Foundation's Life as a Nephrologist podcast. I'm Natasha Dave, a medical director and nephrologist at Strive Health. The first issue of American Journal Kidney Diseases was published in July of 1981. That's 40 years ago. On today's episode, we'll take a walk down memory lane with the current editor-in-chief of AJKD, Dr. Harold Feldman. The current president and president-elect of the National Kidney Foundation, Dr. Pavlovsky and Dr. Sylvia Rosas, as well as the National Kidney Foundation's Chief Scientific Officer, Dr. Carrie Willis. They'll discuss the landmark publications in AJKD and discuss what the future holds for this journal.
1: Well, hello, everyone. It is uh, my pleasure to uh, welcome you to this podcast. My name is Harv Feldman. I am a professor of medicine, and I'm in the renal electrolyte and hypertension division at the University of Pennsylvania. And I'm also the current and eighth editor-in-chief of the American Journal of Kidney Diseases. Today's podcast celebrates the 40th anniversary of our journal, uh, the National Kidney Foundation's flagship journal since 1981. And at that time, the NKF um, launched us as their first journal with the goal of educating clinicians on, at the time, existing and emerging uh, knowledge regarding the care of patients with kidney disease. And over the next half an hour, Um, We are going to be discussing how AJKD has pursued um, and met these objectives over the last four decades. We'll be discussing how AJKD has influenced the care of patients with kidney disease um, and also has partnered uh, with the NKF in the pursuit of its mission. Uh, We'll touch on how AJKD has shaped kidney disease research, clinical care, and in particular and importantly, the growth of patient-centered care. I'm really delighted that I'm joined here by three close colleagues who I've known for many years and who have extraordinary experience in the field of nephrology and also experience with AJKD. And they're going to be sharing their thoughts and experiences with the journal over the course of our podcast on all of the topics I've mentioned. So let me um, sort of very briefly introduce each of them and then invite them to introduce themselves a little bit more fully. So my first guest is Dr. Kerry Willis, who is the Chief Scientific Officer of the National Kidney Foundation. Uh, So Kerry, welcome to this podcast and the mic is yours.
2: Thank you, Harv. Uh, So just a bit about me. Um, I joined the National Kidney Foundation in 1998, and I actually founded the Scientific Activities Division. You know, NKF had started as uh, primarily as a patient support and patient advocacy organization. So I came to expand the NKF's Clinical Practice Guideline Program, which became the Kidney Disease Outcomes Quality Initiative. Much of my current work centers around Professional education, which includes our annual spring clinical meetings, our online CME and CE activities, and of course, our peer reviewed journals. So, AJKD Advances in Chronic Kidney Disease, the Journal of Renal Nutrition and Kidney Medicine.
1: Great. Thanks, Carrie. So, our second guest on today's podcast is Dr. Paul Pilewski, who is the current president of the National Kidney Foundation and a professor at the University of Pittsburgh. Paul, let me turn the mic over to you.
3: Thanks, Harv. So as uh, Dr. Feldman said, I'm uh, the president of NKF and, and a faculty member practicing nephrologist at the University of Pittsburgh. The AJKD actually has paralleled my career since it started when I was an intern The first issue was July of 1981, which was the start of my internship. Um, And we've grown together in our careers in nephrology. Although I will point out, as uh, Dr. Feldman well knows, that uh, my editorial roles in the past have been with that competing journals from uh, the American Society of Nephrology, but we consider them to be, you know, when I was a uh, C. Jason and Jason editor, we considered AJKD to be a very friendly rival. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate that. Let me turn to our third guest
1: and colleague, Dr. Sylvia Rosas, who is the incoming president-elect of the National Kidney Foundation, uh, also a professor of nephrology and a nephrologist up in, in the Harvard system. So Sylvia, Mike, mic is yours.
4: So thank you very much. As you said, I'm a practicing nephrologist at the Jocelyn Diabetes Center and an associate professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School. I do primarily clinical research. have an interest in health disparities, I joined the NKF as a fellow. For those that don't know, if you're a fellow, you, you can join the NKF for free. And so that gives you access to the journal too. And I was drawn to the work that the NKF has been doing. I'm interested in advocacy Work And so I became a local and then a national uh, volunteer for the National Kidney Foundation. Uh, I became a member of the um, Scientific Advisory Board. I was part of the program committee and uh, eventually uh, worked on the professional development uh, aspects of the spring clinical meeting. The AJKD and the NKF have become a very important part of my professional career.
1: Great. Thank you, Sylvia. So, uh, thanks to all three of you for those introductions.
4: Let's start off. Maybe
1: I'd like to come to you, Carrie. You know, you've had so many years now of experience in nephrology, in medical, and in particular, you know, publishing in the kidney disease space. I, I wonder if you might sort of share some thoughts about this alliance between the National Kidney Foundation and AJKD and how. You have seen them jointly be able to really promote the broader mission of, you know, sort of addressing the challenges of kidney disease and the impact that it has on, on patients out in our community.
2: You know, it's interesting. Um, You know, I should add that I actually came to the National Kidney Foundation from medical publishing. I started my career after, well, there was another career in molecular genetics, but basically I started my career in publishing, basically developing new journals, like Journal of AIDS and, and so on. But anyway, so You know, I had my own view of journals kind of just as a vehicle, right, as a place where people could find, you know, their colleagues' research and, you know, hopefully build on that. But, you know, when I got to NKF, I realized that that a journal, at least a society journal like Advanced in Chronic Kidney Disease is really, or AJKD, is really... Many things. So it is for one thing. It's a membership benefit. You know, all of our members can get AJKD subscriptions. You know, at a substantial discount. It is a home for the most important publications of the foundation, like all the KDOKI guidelines. All of our uh, scientific conference reports are are published in AJKD, and it's also. I, I kind of think of it as it's kind of the nexus of our collaboration with the whole nephrology community so every five years i actually have the privilege of leading a search committee. you know we request proposals from nephrologists and you know select among them the whoever we think has the best vision for advancing kind of the scope and the mission of ajkd so at that point once the editor is appointed they have, you know, complete editorial independence and control over the content, but we still talk all the time. And I think that basically our, you know, respective priorities sort of shape each other. So, um, you know, AJKD is absolutely, you know, a central part of of NKF and of my work.
1: Yeah. And Carrie, that's totally been my experience over these past five years, meaning being really embedded within the NKF environment and really mission, but at the same time, really being respected as an independent publishing entity. And I think that that really creates um, uh, added value and our opportunity to really promote all sorts of things uh, relevant to patients who have kidney disease. Let me turn to Dr. Polevsky and, you know, just thinking a little bit about some of the early days of publishing. And, you know, you, you, pointed out your, you know, 1981 was your internship. I think I was a year after you. We both got the free version of AJKD at that time, which was like an amazing gift to us, frankly. It it was very, very valued and and Carrie mentioned that. But do you wanna sort of recollect some of the kind of content that you recall and and the impact you think it, it may have had on you and the community?
3: Well, yeah, nephrology has changed so dramatically over the 40 years that AJKD has been publishing. I've actually gone back and pulled up issue one, and some of the questions that are there are still the same. I mean, looking at some of the titles, a comparison of continuous CAPD in diabetic and non-diabetic patients, Wegner's granulomatosis, not that we would call it Wegner's in in 2021, clinical pathologic correlations and long-term course, controversy in renal disease? Are middle molecules toxic? Some of these are still questions that we're, you know, we're debating 40 years later, but there's been such an evolution in the care of our patients. I mean, back in 1981, kidney transplants were managed with imuran and prednisone. Then we went through the cyclosporine era, um, and, and then other um, immunosuppression, tacrolimus, and now now newer therapies. Back in uh, the 1980s, all of our patients were severely anemic because we didn't have ESAs. Uh, there were the debates over cellulosic versus synthetic dialysis membranes, reuse which receded and came and receded again, you know, we've seen all of these changes and and AJKD has really been at the center of of these discussions and and development of knowledge. Um, And AJKD has also through the publication of uh, some of the the key activities of the NKF has really uh, moved the field forward as well. I mean, I was pulling off of my shelf some of the copies of AJKD that I've saved from 1998, the uh, supplement on controlling the epidemic of cardiovascular disease in chronic renal disease that really highlighted the relationship between kidney disease and cardiovascular outcomes, which has been such a focus for the last Two decades, and then all of the the KDOKI guidelines, including you know the definition of chronic kidney disease and the staging of chronic kidney disease. These these have really um, defined the direction of nephrology, uh, and AJKD has been absolutely at the center of it.
1: Yeah, thanks, thanks, Paul. Sylvia, so did you want to did you want to
4: jump in here at all in terms of the the early days? Well, I wasn't in nephrology in the very early days, but <laughs> just say, but um, but yeah, some some of what Paul says is, is absolutely true. It, now, as before, we're still looking at what is the target blood pressure for dialysis patients, or it, we know more about mineral metabolism, but. Does really management of high high phosphorus really improve outcomes? You know, these are things that we're still debating and hopefully there's, we've learned a lot, but some of those things are still questions that we need to, to address.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, I think, as I've heard you say before, our work is not yet done, <laughs> we all continue in the journey. Carrie, if, if you were to to sort of think, and I, this is probably not fair, but, uh, you know, across all of the four decades of work, what might stand out for you in terms of, for our listeners, contributions of AJKD that they might want to go back and look at that, that you think have really sort of um, bent the arc, if you will?
2: You know, I really would have to say that the Doki guidelines. So a lot of people don't know that uh, we started this whole process by looking at dialysis outcomes, trying to reduce mortality among dialysis patients, which then led to KDOKI and the chronic kidney disease guidelines. So that was all published in AJKD. I mean, you can go back. The Doki guidelines were published in 1997. I mean, I think that those were not only the most significant things NKF published in AJKD. Those are probably the most, some of the most important things we've ever done
4: for patient care.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure.
4: I think the 2002 CKD guidelines that actually defined what chronic kidney disease was, that really made an impact for definitely for clinical research, because prior to that, every study defined kidney disease in a different way. And I think that really created sort of a standardized way of looking at kidney disease that really helped compare apples to apples and really not only clinically important for the patient and patient care, but also very important for clinical research.
3: For sure. For sure. I absolutely agree with that. And in fact, it also started the shift in focus away from only on kidney failure, and moving much of the focus both in clinical care and in research upstream to earlier stages of kidney disease where we have a chance of bending uh, the curve on the epidemic of, of chronic kidney disease. In addition to the uh, the guidelines, we shouldn't forget as well that AJKD has, has partnered with uh, the United States renal data system um, and, disseminates really critical information uh in the annual supplement that has the uh, uh usrds report about data of, of kidney disease in the united states so that that's also a very important aspect in addition to you know the the basic research or the you know the clinical research not so much basic science research the uh, uh, important clinical research that, AJKD publishes month after month.
4: But I understand that in the early days, there was a lot of basic science because there were not enough or there weren't as many journals. So, my understanding, I don't know, Carrie, if you know, uh, can talk about that.
2: Yeah. Um, in the early years, You know, AJKD sort of published an assortment of basic and clinical research in nephrology and also in urology. You know, it's strange to think, but, you know, back then, you know, nephrology as a subspecialty and also dialysis and transplantation were all quite new. So it kind of made sense, I think, to bring those things together. Although now, you know, they've all become sort of, you know, their own distinct disciplines. So it wasn't until, oh, probably about 2000 or so that um, we decided that NK, that the AJKD wouldn't publish basic research and that we would focus on clinical research going forward. So um, I think it's reflective of how, you know, the field has advanced.
3: AJKD is the oldest of the American nephrology journals. Kidney International started in the 1970s, but the ASN journals, uh, Jason, didn't start publishing until the 1990s. If AJKD wasn't publishing basic science in uh, nephrology, uh, it was you know going to Journal of Biological Chemistry and American Journal of Physiology. Um, this really was. Uh, a venue that was for uh, the the nephrology community. Uh, so it, it was an important uh, advance that way in defining nephrology as a subspecialty.
1: Right, right. You, you know, I, I resonate with everything that you've said. On the, and in addition to sort of thinking about the journal in the context of um, disseminating information broadly like the USRDS initiatives, or publishing research, you know, and Sylvia, I know you are very engaged in the education activities, as of course is Carrie, um, fellowship education and, and ways in which we use the journal platform for that purpose. I don't know if you want to comment on any of those experiences that you've had.
4: Sure. So the AJKD for some junior faculty, for example, for myself, the AJKD published my first clinical trial back in 2001. Uh, but you can get, you know, case reports. Sometimes those are our first publications. Uh, more recently, the AJKD has the editorial uh, interns that are a great way to uh, lead into sort of uh, the publishing and editorial uh, environment, mentored in in that capacity. During spring clinical meetings, the NKF has a faculty guided poster presentation, as well as a fellow receptions where there includes networking sessions with not only academic faculty, but also individuals in private practice, in industry, in not just pharma, but also research institutions or larger dialysis companies. That session is very well attended by fellows, but also it's very well attended because our president, it always is present. So it it, it provides, gives the importance that it deserves. And, you know, the NKF it has always supported um, grants for young investigators, fellows. Once a year, there is a young investigator research forum where all the national, there's regional competitions, and then they meet nationally. Usually it was at spring clinical meeting, but now You know, now we're having Zoom research forums, uh, but it's still uh, being done. So those are one of the very few uh, things that uh, highlight for fellowship education that the NKF uh, and AJKD have been involved.
1: Thank you, Sylvia. You know, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I have the unusual opportunity to have the three of you with such vast experience and knowledge of nephrology all together in the same podcast virtual space and and, and just pick your brains a little bit about what you think are the key pressing issues that are addressing our community now and and how AJKD has or could help pursue those. You know, I don't know. Carrie, you want to start?
2: It's not just nephrology. I think it's medicine in general, but just the importance of the patient voice, you know, that certainly, you know, we have tried to work to elevate um, that. It's pretty amazing, actually, you know, for all of these years that, you know, clinical trials, for example, have been designed and conducted without any input you know prior input from patients about what's important to them in the management of their disease but also what's important to them about clinical trial participation. So I think that there are a number of ways that NKF is working to address this, but I know in AJKD, uh, the publications from the SONG initiative, I think, are are really very exciting. You know, something that um, I think is contributing to advance that understanding of what is important to patients. And once we know that, how do we apply it? So you know, once you find out that fatigue is the number one issue for dialysis patients, right? You know, how do you develop quality measures, for example, that will encourage addressing the things that are most meaningful to the patients and uh, to improving their lives? Um, and I also... I'm proud of uh, the fact that uh, AJKD has a regular feature from patients, you know, talking about something that is important to them and, you know, that, that they're grateful for or that they wish would happen, but just, you know, candid articles about what it's like to live with kidney disease and kidney failure.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Carrie.
3: Paul, Sylvia, you guys want to weigh in on the pressing issues topic? echoing Carrie's comments about incorporating the patient voice, increasing use of patient reported outcomes in clinical trials, uh, the use of studies with that are far more descriptive mixed method studies that we used to not see at all in uh, the literature now being included to provide much more of a sense of um, what's important at the, the patient level. And I'm sure Sylvia will comment more on this as well, But the increasing focus on disparities and you know, having spent the last almost year working with the task force uh, addressing the incorporation of race in uh, GFR calculation, um, and, I, you know, I have to be, you know, call out and, and, and be very uh, appreciative of the fact that AJKD was so willing to publish both the interim report and the, the final report from uh, the task force, because this is really such an important issue. And nephrology has taken a lead as compared to other specialties who also have algorithms that incorporate race. Uh, I think that's a very important uh, aspect. And I know uh, that the issue of disparities has been one that Sylvia has focused on for a great portion of of the work that she does.
4: So I definitely wanted to highlight the AJKD's role in um, disseminating not only that the disparities exist, but ways, you know, patient navigator studies are in the AJKD journal, how to address, basically how to address disparities, food insecurity, et cetera. Those are all topics that have been published in the journal. Social determinants of health I actually was pulling it out and there was an article in 1999 that addressed social determinants of health back in in that time so it's not a new topic for AJKD or the NKF you know we are focused at the NKF in really addressing the disparities and making sure that your zip code does not determine your health in the future
1: yeah no thank you thank you both for for that focus so um, we're, we're getting close to the end of our time together, but I, I think before we close, I just wanted to get the three of you thinking about the future. Uh, if you had, you know, perhaps um, advice, maybe coming from your crystal ball or just from all that you know and all the experiences that you've had, where do you think both the, our field and where should K- AJKD actually be you know, focus itself to have the greatest impact as we move ahead. Carrie, you want to start?
2: Uh, sure. I mean, I think that, well, the easiest prediction to make about the future is that things are going to change. I certainly hope to see greater awareness of kidney disease, you know, um, especially among the people at greatest risk. Uh, I think we're going to see new and better treatments for kidney disease including ones that basically can prevent or significantly delay progression. And I think that, well, I think I'd like to see AJKD perhaps increase its focus on real world evidence, you know, and sort of publish as much as we can about the outcomes of early detection and early intervention.
4: Carrie took all the big ones, Uh, all the good ones.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Does that mean you, you you want me to go to? going next? through
4: the list. Well, you know, I I have I have one more. You know, lately we heard about xenotransplantation, and I think you know that is so fascinating, and maybe that's an area. Hopefully, in the future, everybody that needs one will get a transplant. But like Carrie K- said, it's very important that we raise awareness of kidney disease early. Now that we have medications that are uh, have been shown to slow progression, we wanna make sure that everybody has access to them, that, uh, that it's covered by insurance uh, and that everybody hopefully can get insurance. So the NKF uh, is partnering with everybody that they can to make sure that these medications get to the people that need
1: them. Right, amen, amen. Paul, do you wanna uh, weigh in about the future?
3: We're going to see two major themes. One is this an increasing focus on what's characterized as precision medicine, um how we can tailor treatment to uh, the patient's specific biology. But at the same time, I think we're going to see very appropriately greater emphasis on what the patient wants as driving care. So patient voice and patient driven outcomes. So I they're sort of divergent, but I think they're the, the two big themes that we're going to see over the next decade. Um, and, and Sylvia uh, mentioned the, the xenotransplantation. I mean, if that becomes a reality, uh, hopefully we'll see the day that dialysis units become a distant uh, memory and the vast majority of our patients aren't on dialysis and we don't have to address many of the issues that we're dealing with now because when someone's kidneys fail, we'll be able to replace them with an equally well-functioning Uh, replacement organ. Uh, I think that's one that all of us who are involved in the care of of patients with kidney disease really dream of.
1: You know, I I love being able to close on such a compelling aspirational note. Um, (laughs) And it it would be, it's a lovely vision. And, you know, I think there is obviously a lot of information emerging to suggest that it may well be in reach. Well, you know, we could keep going for a long time, but I think we are very close to the end. I just want to um, say thank you to, you know, Drs. Willis, Polevsky, and Rosas. It's been a great pleasure for me, not just to talk about the 40th anniversary of AJKD, but it's been a great journey so far over the last five years being the editor-in-chief of the journal. And I think I would be remiss if I didn't also express a, a strong Um, Thank you to our readers, our authors, our reviewers, our listeners, our editorial team, and importantly, patients with kidney disease out there who so often share their own information, their materials that allow us to learn and hopefully improve the lot of all individuals with kidney disease. So with that, I'm going to close. I'm going to wish all of you and all of our listeners that you stay well in these very challenging times. And we hope to see or be in the same audio room with you in future podcasts. Thanks so much.
4: Happy 40th year anniversary.
0: Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. I'm delighted to let you know that this podcast will be the first in a series that we will be recording to mark AJKD's 40th year. In addition to these podcasts, AJKD has commissioned editorials from previous editorial teams and put together theme collections to celebrate this milestone. Please check out these materials via the links in the episode description and join us in celebrating AJKD's 40th year. If you've enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you have ideas for future episodes or want to email us, feel free to do so at nkfpodcast at org or tweet us at nkf underscore pros. Thanks for tuning in.